0: Welcome to another episode of On the Clock. We're here with your hosts, Raul Lescano and George Martinez. You're on the clock.
1: On the clock. All right, On the Clock fans, welcome to another episode of On the Clock. I'm always joined with my right hand man, Raul Lescano. Raul, tell him what's up. What's going on, everybody? How are you doing? Lovely Thursday. Yeah, man, I'm pumped for today's show. We have an exciting agenda. First off, we're going to talk about the heat making this playoff run right now, the matchup against the Celtics for birth into the finals. We're also going to talk about Kawhi and uh, pandemic P as I'm going to call it from now on. He's no longer, uh, <laughs> he's no longer big, uh, big time P or playoff P. He's pandemic P in the Clippers uh, choke artists there. We definitely got to talk about that. And also the uh, hall of fame nominees list came out a very, very impressive list. We're going to go through it. Talk about who makes a cut, who doesn't as far as first-time ballot Hall of Famers? And then lastly, we're going to talk about our uh, NFL preview for the weekend. Got a couple big-time matches we want to discuss. And then the biggest surprise we got for you guys tonight is Surreal Grayson, receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is going to join the show, talk to us about uh, what it was to play in New Orleans, his first game, what it is to play with Tom Brady. He's played with some greats throughout his career. We're we'll definitely chopping chop it up with him. Go and have a seat. Sit down with us. You're on the clock. All right, man. Raúl, it's been a good week, man. I'm yeah. excited for another show. Absolutely. I, I know you're pumped. Yeah, man. <laughs> As I'm, a Miami guy, your Heat have been on fire. Rolling. On fire. So j- quick,
0: quick thing, and I, and I think it's because I, I know it's because the Heat are just playing magical. But just so you understand, I have not shaved since the last time. <laughs> So I we were three up on the Bucks. I shaved. We lost to the Bucks. I haven't shaved since Bucks gone. We beat Celtics. So and I remember. I remember why you shaved too. Yeah, I mean, it
1: was a little a little special special day.
0: It was. It was. So I'm not <laughs> doing that no more. I'm done. I'm gonna <laughs> let this beard grow. I'm gonna look rough until I figure out. And now if we lose and I'm rough, then I'll shave. But I'm not shaving. But no, the Heat sure. have been. Freaking on fire,
1: bro. On fire. You know, the one thing that doesn't get talked about enough with the Heat, yes, Jimmy Butler is, is is not elite, but he's great. I think he's he's getting into this elite conversation right now. Eric Spolcha has got to go down as, as one of the all-time best coaches to play because, to coach, because this guy has shown the ability to not just handle Hall of Famers and Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, when when they made their run, you know, 10 years ago, whenever it was, but also, he's coaching his butt off right now with. If I took Jimmy Butler off this team and talked to a non Heat fan mm-hmm. and said, Name four starters on the Heat besides Jimmy Butler, you might get, get Dronik, Dragic, You might. You might. might oh my God. You, you may get him. Right. I don't even know what the other three are.
0: It's Crowder, Hero, it's Bam. <laughs> you know what right? I mean? Yeah, we got, we got some. And you're right. You're absolutely right. He doesn't get talked enough. I think the Clippers were getting talked about a lot, uh, especially Doc Rivers. Way too, too much. much. Too much. And I don't know, man. You you hit it right on the head. He is doing an amazing job. I don't know what he's told them. I don't know if they're bought in this culture. I don't know what's going on. But just watch the game. It's not even it, – it, I don't know. It gives you this old, I don't know, style that they're doing. Like, they're just scrapping, man. This isn't even a mm-hmm. finesse kind of game. We're, we're just scrapping to see, bam – Go up and block
1: oh, in overtime. Nice. Oh, my. F- <laughs> I nice. know
0: LeBron's was great when he bammed it off the backboard. It, it, that's still memorable, but Jesus, this is definitely up there. And Irvin, or, or I'm sorry, Magic Johnson literally tweeted out the greatest block he's ever seen in a playoff game. And tell me if that wasn't. I mean, did that's, you see his wrist? It's That's in, what changed the game. Bro, it's an it's overtime. Tatum oh, has a clear shot. All the way oh my God, he's in the freaking! It, it could have been goaltending. He's in the freaking rim, getting ready. And he oh my God, what a block, man! Too, and but that's the little things, right? That's the little thing. He could have just jumped and let the guy. That's effort. That's, that's effort, effort, man. You can't. I don't know if you could coach that, and if he is coaching it, Eric Boltra. Culture.
1: culture, culture, yeah, culture teaches man. effort, man. Yeah. Because when no one's looking. When it's easy not to do it, because that, that would have been easy not to do it, right? right. A lot of guys are like, oh, I don't want to end up on a poster. I'm going I'm to be selfless. I'm going to be about me, right? I'm going to be selfish here. I'm going to get out the way and just duck through and not end up on a poster where this guy's like, no, he's not going to duck the ball. bro. They, he's going to go through me. They he's going to go through me and duck the ball. They don't give up. They don't. And I'm talking about
0: we were down what? We were down 14 points, I believe. At least. At least. Worked our way back in there, found a way to freaking get the points, get to the line, and we're tied up. It's overtime. I'm like, yo. The, and the Celtics, no, they're a good team. Not, they, go. Oh, man,
1: they're hustling. But, bro. Yeah, guys all, all, all the way, all, all over the field, all over the court. They got guys. Tatum and, and you got Walker. I mean, you got some guys that, that are playing over there. They're playing very, very well. And in the heat, again, they're a scrappy team. Again, it, it, back to your point, they're playing that – 80s, 90s basketball, where they're playing ball control offense. They're playing great defense. They're taking their shots when they need to offensively, uh, but they fight for every loose ball. They, they're they getting every rebound. They're boxing the boards up. They're getting the second chance points. I mean, they're getting it all. And then, you know, obviously, you got to need a little luck. You need someone to to be uncommon during the situations. And, and I think Hero, he's a rook. Yeah, he's Young a wild card. Is a he is. And and he's he's knocking down shot after shot. I mean, in that same game, right? They're down they're down, I think, four. And he pulls up with a three with like two seconds left on the clock to put him within one. And this is ice cold veins from a rookie. Yeah. He's gonna have a bright future. That talks about Eric Spoltra and his coaching. On the other side, okay, now I like Doc Rivers. I yeah. think Doc Rivers is one of the best player coaches that are out there. I do too. But Doc Rivers also owns the NBA record. You know I'm a stat guy; I like to yep. give you stats during our show. Owns the NBA record for the most three-one blown leads in NBA history. No way! Well, when he we... has blown a three-one lead three times. With this most recent one being number four. No. No one has more than. No one has more than two. He has four blown. 3 1 Leach.
0: So, who do we blame though? Who do we because it is he's not playing the game, so he's got to coach the game. We talk about effort. I've heard nothing but talks for the last three years about Kawhi Leonard being the guy in the NBA taking he's over the world, right? There's no freaking way that you can even have this guy in a conversation anymore. Now, remember, my goat is MJ. I still think LeBron is, is great for this generation. I still think he's he's phenomenal. But listen to me, Kawhi Leonard finishing 14-6-6 six and 6-for-22 six and six shooting is freaking... Cont- put it like this. He was 1-10 in, in the
1: second half. Him and Paul George had zero points in the last six and a half minutes of the game. In the
0: second half of the series that he's played with the first series and now this one, he's only averaged nine points in the second half.
1: That's not a closer mentality, man. It's...
0: Closure mentality this is this begs the question, George, because it's more than just basketball, right? When we're coaches, we can tell when there's something going on more than the sport. You could tell when it comes to football. You can see it from a mile away. When Antonio Brown was going through his stuff on the field, we knew, okay, something's going on with him mentally. Something's happening. Odell Beckham now being shopped around from the Cleveland Browns. Something's going around in the locker room. Kawhi Leonard not playing like Kawhi Leonard. Let's me know I don't think he wants to stay in, in LA. I don't think he wants to play there because there's no way you're supposed to be the guy and you got two points. Two freaking points in in the sec like, bro, you're not even trying. We talk about effort, right? There's no effort there.
1: None. So what do we do? How yeah. does Doc get that out of him? You had Paul George hitting the side of the backboard on a wide-open three.
0: And and, and those, those, those are the things that that spark those freaking Facebook posts that me and you get involved in with the NBA's rigged. Right? Because you make it to the NBA argument, and it hits you off the back. Bro, my freaking 10-year-old shot? son can shoot that. Like, there's no way, bro. There's <laughs> no way. Wide open. Right, man. Wide open. And even if he misses, you know, hit the rim, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even no. close. So. What is, Paul, what is Pandemic P, what we call them right now? What is Pandemic Paul George P, doing? What was Kawhi? I didn't think there's no chemistry there. They're talking about, oh, right. those guys play longer
1: together. Bull crap. No, so for me, and I said this all along when it comes to, to Pandemic P, as we're going to call them now, and Kawhi, personality-wise, they're the same person. They're very monotone. Really? They're very laid back. There's no, there's no fire in them. So, I'll give an example. LeBron James, you can tell LeBron James is pissed off at a teammate. You can tell LeBron James. (laughs) From a mile away. When a teammate makes a mistake, he gets in him a little bit. He lets him know he fucked up. But he tells him what he needs to do to be better. Right. Right. You see Kawhi, and you see Paul George. They just disappear. Right. They just, they walked off. Put it this way. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George left the bench. And the game wasn't over. Right. Just went to the locker room. There's still, I think it was a few seconds left in the game. They just walked off. It's like, oh, this is over. And they walked off. That's what I'm but, talking about. You know, going back to Doc Rivers. Again, I like him as a coach, but he has a trend also. How do you how do you how are you up three to one four times? And you can't close it out. He has the worst record in closeout games in NBA history with a 37% win percentage. On closeout games. I have and that's he what talking he about. can't coach a closeout. Yeah. He can't coach a closeout. And, you know, if you feel bad for the Clippers. It's been 50 years, Jesus. 50 years since they've been in, the, in just the Western Conference finals. We're not even talking about the finals. We're just talking about their own conference finals. Right. 50 long years. What do you do with the team? Do you break it up? Do I don't you break know. it up? Do you fire Doc Rivers? I don't know. What do you what do? Because you, you got you got him, you know, with the Clippers. what do you do with them? And he got Dan already saying he's stepping down from the Rockets. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think you fired
0: Doc. I don't think this is a Doc issue. I think this is a Kawhi Leonard issue. I think this is a Paul George issue. I think you can think, you can add whatever team to I don't know, man, because me personally, like you like you said, there's you can literally see the body language on these guys. They didn't want to freaking play the game. They don't want to play the game. Unlike, now, you go from watching the Heat, who I'm not saying it's a superb team. I'm not saying they're they're freaking. No, but there's energy. There's, re- there's, there's energy. They're trying there's to get tempo. It done.
1: They're playing with excitement. Right. they want to be there. Right. It they, looked like Kawhi was ready to go home.
0: It looked like they, it literally, <laughs> it literally looked like they already had their bags packed. Keep the jet It warm. was already at the hotel. We're ready to go. It was already done. Yeah, we're we're already, ready after this. We're done. We're done with the bubble. I, and again, maybe that played a factor. Maybe that's. Maybe that's something played mentally on those guys. Because remember, the Clippers did vote for ending the season. they did. They did vote for ending the season. So I don't know, man. I don't know what they got to do over there to fix it. I know, uh, looking forward, I can't wait to see Game 2, Heat and Celtics. I can't wait to see Nuggets and Lakers. I think that's going to be a good matchup. I think that's going to give. You think so? I really do, because they have bigs. They have people that can shoot. I don't think, I do not think, Nuggets come out of there now. It could be different. I could be wrong. I don't think they come out of their winner. I think they just give Lakers a good run. I think yeah, they give them a good I'm run six or seven one.
1: games. Four one Lakers. I, I think the difference really? here. I think the difference here is Anthony Davis can cover and guard the big for 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 the Nuggets that's been tearing everybody up. Yeah, He can cover him. He was second in the in the voting for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I think now that you know Giannis is out, he's showing everybody that they voted wrong. And he should have been the defensive he player of the game. I think that's a statement for him here in the Western Conference Finals. He's going to shut him down. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, J.R. Smith was brought here for a reason. He's going to be pesky yeah. around uh, Jamal Murray. He's going to give him a hard time. You got LeBron James going to be matched matchup against Porter. Yeah. So I think the Lakers defensively match up well. Uh, the one thing you can't do to the Nuggets, though, you, them <laughs> you got you to close him out when he get a chance. You got to. they have now twice, twice in this bubble – and again, it's 2020. It's a crazy year to begin with. They have twice come back from being down 3 1.
0: Yeah, man. They do. And, so, and they just they're they're another team that scraps. They're another team that just they are very get the scrappy. points, get to the line of scrimmage. Get to the line of scrimmage. Get to the line, foul line. Yeah, it happens, man. So I'm interested to see that that preview and see how it goes. What I'm also interested in seeing is these NFL teams on Sunday and what we're going to be previewing. Because again, with the NFL coming back, I think is the first that last week was the first weekend that um we sat there and was just amazed by it. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh, football's back and I, I didn't leave the couch for seven hours.
1: You were amazed. I was not amazed. Yeah, I well, was. yeah, I am not to depressed. bring up old wounds. I'm just saying it was good to see I football. No, no. i uh, all joking aside, no, I, I was excited. I, I loved watching the Thursday night games. Uh the pick me up was Sunday night when I watched the Cowboys lose. I always like to watch the Cowboys lose. But <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife loves yeah. them. My whole my whole wife's family side, they all love the cowboys, but I get a tickle whenever they lose because it just becomes did national you see, media did, real content. quick. Speaking
0: of Dallas, real quick, did you see what Donald was doing on that D line? Oh did you dude. see the preview or the highlight where he, yeah. he stunted and pushed, pushed you guys and got to the quarterback? <laughs> like this guy's him for steroids. There's no uh, goodness.
1: Is is on a different planet. Oh my god. He's on a different planet. He is. But you know, we, we got big games this weekend. Uh, the, the other thing that came out. You know, just recently here was, and this is a very, very impressive list. Yeah. First year guys that are now eligible for the Hall of Fame. It's such a good list. It is a phenomenal list. Yeah, man. There's 14 guys. Yeah. That are now eligible. Okay, I'm going to run through these names pretty quick. Okay. All right. You're going to tell me who gets in, who doesn't. Okay. All right, we're going to start off at the very top. You got Paint Meaning. In. Calvin Johnson. In. Wes Welker. Roddy White. In. Heath Miller. Oh, Steven no. Jackson. In. No, Did no, no, no. Steven Jackson? Steven Jackson, yeah, he was running back for the Rams. Yeah, no, he's not in. He's not in. No. Did Brickershaw Ferguson, lineman for the Jets for a long time? Mm, they love linemen in the Hall of Fame, so I'll say in. Yeah. Logan Logan Mankins, he was a guard for the Patriots. I'll
0: say in. He's another lineman. Lyman get in. I don't know what what the deal is. Lyman <laughs> do get in.
1: <laughs> Charles Tillman. Peanut Tillman? Yeah, he's eligible now for the first time.
0: Well, I I don't I don't think he gets in, but okay. I, I think
1: he Charles. Oh, I don't think he gets in. Charles Woodson. In. Yeah, that's sure fire there. Yeah, that's in. Just uh, Jared Allen, defensive Freak. end for the for the
0: Vikings. Yeah, I remember the long hair. The, he used to chop wood. That's what he used to love to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go in because the NFL really loved him a lot. So I'll say in. I, I may be wrong, but he'll say in. Justin Tuck? DN they played for the Giants for yeah, a long time?
1: Yeah, he was there with Trahan when but they the were opposite. Opposite as yeah. Yeah, I'll say in. He had a long neck. I remember him always having a long neck. Yeah, yeah. He had a weird long neck. Reminded me of f- Daquan f- Bowers back in the day when Daquan f- Bowers. frequently long arms,
0: too, for a defensive guy. Like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I say in. I'll go in. Kevin Williams? No. And then here's the last one. Here, linebacker for the Patriots, Jared Mayo. Or Gerard. Could be saying that wrong. Mayo, no. I don't want say Mayo, no. For me here, Paint Manning, Calvin Johnson, DeBrickishaw Ferguson, Charles Tillman, Woodson, Logan Mankins, Allen and Tuck all make, all make, I don't know if they make the pro bowl, but they definitely make the finalist list. I think for, cause you also got people that are now that are still on the ballot that have been there for years that are, that are also going to be there. You're going to have, you're going to have the likes of uh, Tampa's own Zone Barber's going to be on there. John Lynch is going to be on there. Yeah. They still haven't gotten in. So it's going to be interesting how, uh, you know, how that all goes down. I'm definitely looking, looking forward, forward to that so fast forward to Sunday's preview man. Yeah give it to me bro there's a couple high games that are happening. I wanna I want to get your take. I'm a, I'm gonna save my best for last because I, I already know how you <laughs> feel about it. But first up we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh the Sunday night game. I think this is a this could be and again I'm a pretty I'm a buck buccaneer. Yeah but this could be the backup Super Bowl option if my bucks don't make it. Is uh, the Patriots in Seattle? That's a good. That's a good game. That's that's gonna be a good game, man. Cam Newton against that defense now with with Jamal Adams flying around. You know Jamal Adams had like eighteen tackles. Yes, this past week. every time I saw a tackle be made, I'm like, oh, there's thirty three. It was Jamal Adams, always getting off a pile.
2: I take. I take New
0: England in this. You take New England. Yep, it's in. It's in Seattle now. I, yeah, but there's no fans. It's not. There's I'm not, no about, I'm not about the 12th man no more.
1: I know that. Oh man, that makes such a big difference.
0: Yeah, it does. And it and, and everybody part. that we've talked to says that it feels like a joint practice slash yeah. type of atmosphere. So if there's no 12th man, I'm gonna take New England. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Cam She's Newton. I'm, Cam? I want to see. Oh, and it's a good defense. It's, it's not a bad defense. But I want to see Cam Newton. I, I'm I'm rooting for Cam Newton this year. I really am, so I'm gonna take Cam on that in that game.
1: All right, so the next one here I'm gonna give you is a very easy playoff game already, week two. Sure, Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. You got yeah. Deshaun Watson, the battle of the uh, of of great quarterbacks here, up and coming quarterbacks in our league. You got Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson here. Who takes Who takes this one here? After to me, it's easy. Yeah, after watching Baltimore and how freaking Lamar Jackson just
0: shredded—I mean, completely shredded—Cleveland. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna take that offense is still rolling high. I'm, they're still moving. They're throwing. Ball. I actually saw him throw some
1: some balls. I didn't see him throw last year. Yeah, I agree. As a passer, I, I was watching that game also. As a passer, he looked like he's evolved. Oh, he's yeah? continued to evolve from year two now on to year three. Usually, that third year for quarterbacks when everything starts to to click for them as far as coverages and ball placement. I think for him, the biggest thing for him was his ball placement, where he placed balls when receivers were, were running their routes. So, yeah, I think that's an easy one. I I, I think Baltimore definitely runs away with this. I got to try this again. Yep. I got to try this again. I'm ready. I know you're going to say so. Let's go. <laughs> Bucks, Panthers, it's at Ray J. It's a home opener. Again, no fans here either. Uh who uh I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you give your piece first on this I, I who think you, who do you think wins and why so
0: um I think the bucks win the game I think the bucks all right the game. I think the bucks win the game and I'll tell you what else if they don't win this game if they go out down oh and two
1: fire everybody
0: they're the city is going to burn down they're gonna and and then I'm gonna have Bishop Cummings Come over, pour water on the microphones <laughs> on my computer. Oh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have him come screw up my computer and stuff, man. But I, I I do think the Bucks are a better talented team. Carolina have some coaching slash play calling issues. You remember last week, these guys freaking oh, fourth and one would give to the Chris fullback. You, you, you got Christian McCaffrey. You got Teddy Bridgewater. And I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you what. Do you make that play call off Cam Newton's at quarterback? You go get that one-yard big old Cam.
1: Oh, you, give camp, you, you get the ball to Cam Newton. You give the Cam no doubt. There's no doubt. We all
0: know who's getting it, but nope. These guys decide to go with a fullback with his first carry of the game. <laughs> Being a fourth right. one.
1: So, have to break some news to you, Raul. Let's do it. After I saw this stat today, mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt better. Did I you? felt better. We're oh, going oh, back boy. to the Super Bowl. We are going back. Oh, boy. We are, we are headed to the Super Bowl. Tampa's going to host the first ever. Home, Super Bowl. And let me tell you why. Before you give me the crazy eye. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why. Okay. Did you know, and this is according to a very reliable source, CBSports.com. Tom Brady has been in the Super Bowl every year that he's lost the season opening game. Every year? Every time? Every year. Now, what's most impressive is in 20 years, the guy's only lost four home openers. Or four opening games, right? Wow. In twenty years, which is a freaking amazing. Impressive and so. in his own, but he's lost four times. Right. Week one, okay, two thousand three, they lost thirty-one to zero. They won the Super Bowl that year. In twenty fourteen, they lost thirty-three to twenty, won the Super Bowl that year. Wow. In twenty seventeen, got their butts handed to them, forty-two to twenty-seven. Mm. Didn't win a Super Bowl, but made it. They lost that year. And then most recently in 2020, they lost last week against New Orleans, 34-23. If history continues, my friend, we will be dancing in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, Florida. So
0: this is even better. This is even better pressure. This is even better.
1: This is is it. This is it. Now, I don't know what's more impressive, the fact that he's only lost four times. Right. Opening games in his 20-year career, or that each time he's lost, he's ended up in the Super Bowl. Something pissed I mean, him off.
0: Impressive. Yeah, they, something pissed him off, and he's he made a freaking run at it. That is impressive stat. I want. I mean, if you're going off of that, and you just had to bet the farm, yeah, I can see why everybody's like, yeah, we're going to Super Bowl. We're good to go. Bet the mortgage.
1: <laughs> now, I'm, I am a little worried. So for me, I'm I'm a little worried going to Sunday. Yeah, Chris Godwin they just entered concussion protocol. You have a dinged up Mike Evans. Now it just. It's a lot going on right now, but again, if no, if someone can deal with no receivers as Tom Brady, he's done it for eighteen years. Well, and again, <laughs> I have Gronk on my
0: fantasy team, so it'd be nice to get more targets than just freaking one. It would,
1: yeah. Tommy Howard, him, him and OJ Howard, and I think, I think this week you see Leonard Fournette more involved for sure. Oh yeah, I think you see him more involved for sure. I think he's involved in the running game. I think Rojo got the week one start because Leonard Fournette didn't know the playbook. Um, the Bucks are seven and a half point favorites. That's one of the largest. Uh, spreads in in NFL this Sunday, and we're not used to being that much of a favorite. To be honest, <laughs> so, well, I mean,
0: but, I think they will do fine. I think I do think that you guys beat them. I think you guys win.
1: Um, I don't know, man. Football's back, and I'm just freaking excited. I'm excited, but you know what's great, man? We're gonna get the chance to talk to yes. Cyril Grayson here on the other side of the break, and we're gonna ask him these questions. We're gonna ask him what's he looking forward to. This week against Carolina, how was it week one in New Orleans? What is it to play with Tom Brady? He's played with some great quarterbacks in his career so far. He's played with Russell Wilson. He's played with Drew Brees. And now he's got Tom Brady. So he's had some quarterbacks with him there. I'm excited to talk about on the other side of the break. On the clock, fans, stay tuned. You're on the clock.
0: Hey, On The Clock fans, you can check us out on all social media platforms by searching On The Clock Radio. You don't want to miss it. Especially go to our website, OTC Sports Talk. Dot com. We have merch up there in the store. You can order whatever you want. we got everything for the kiddos. we got everything for the husband. we got everything for wives as well. Go ahead and follow us. Hit like, leave comments, rate all that we want. We know you're going to love it. You're on the clock. Niggas been counting me up. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them.
1: All right, on the clock, fans. We have our very first Tampa Bay Buccaneer receiver, Mr. Grayson, joins the show.
2: How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me here. I'm doing good. Just kind of enjoying my off day. Um, get my body ready to go for the week. What are some things you do to,
0: to, to rejuvenate after a game, man? Like, what do you, I've always wondered. Do you know? Is it an ice bath? Do you do the old school? Just I just want to sleep. What are some things that you do on your off day, man?
2: Um, on my off day, I wake up a little bit later. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I, I go in. I actually kind of get a workout in. I think it's always good to get a workout in. And then I usually have maintenance. I maintenance. Um, if I need to ice or something like that, I'm not really much of a cold tub type of guy. I'm kind of scared of um, the, the cold Um uh, and the trainers and stuff always mess with me about that. But I'm um <laughs> instead of getting in like a cold tub or ice buckets, like I could do the ice, but it's because you wrap it on you and you can't take it off. But other than that I'm kinda scared of the cold. But lately I've been um trying to get myself used to it in a way. Um, other than that, massages, hot tubs, um there's these firefly things that I use It's kind of like a simulation of the um what is it one of the these nerves in your leg and it just recovers your leg so and other than that, I lay around I watch t v and just kind of relax and get away from the game and that's that's usually. My off
1: day. That's what's up, man. And, you know, I know you were – they moved you late from the practice squad up to the active roster going into the game against the Saints. Tell me, what was that feeling when you got that phone call and said, all right, we're going to move you up from, from the practice squad up to after, after roster. going to be available on Sunday. Walk me through those emotions, and, and how did you feel going into into the game?
2: Um, I, was, I was excited about the opportunity to um, move up. Um, I was – I guess it was kind of a whole week of – kind of emotions you know you have the release day and then you're kind of um sad in a way just because you have such a high expectation for yourself but it's also a business and something that I've been through um plenty of times so I um I wasn't too disappointed because I had good feedback from the um front office guys and once I got that good feedback I um just kind of stuck around and they were um, about their word and they kept me around and then kind of going into this week as we were preparing not knowing what was going to happen with Mike you know they just kind of let me know to be ready because anything could happen especially the way that it is this year so I mean I was just preparing as if I was playing for the week and then um what Saturday um I was taking a nap before we ended up going to um get on the plane and I woke up to text messages and all these things and posts on social media and I'm trying to figure out what they're talking about because I mean I I was like I don't even know (laughs) you know um so um so I go and check social media and I see what they're talking about and so I just called um my girlfriend um and let her know my dad because they they've been praying for me all week and just saying you know that phone call is gonna come this week that phone call is gonna come this weekend. um it it definitely did so I'm just I was just grateful more than anything and just yes. was ready for the opportunity if I had to step in you know um people change but it, I mean us as a team we're not expected expecting any drop off if. Somebody else have to step up. You know, you're still expected to win, and you're expected to go hard and know what you're doing. So it was just kind of fan focused and locked in, just as I was all week. And that was kind of my emotions or feelings kind of going from Saturday cut date all the way up until Sunday um, on game day.
1: That's what's up, man. And again, it's crazy emotions, right? You talk about you know making the roster from from release day, and then being told day before, hey. We're gonna suit you up. We're gonna bring you up to, to the squad. And of course, you have a very interesting story because you didn't play college football. Right? You were you You're were right. you were you were a sprinter, a very fast. Faster yeah, yeah make sure
0: you make sure you put some respect <laughs> on that. He, he was a very
2: fast. Don't, don't just say
0: track. You know I me mean? because the, the people are like, "Oh, he did the javelin." No, no, this was a very no, yeah. fast
1: sprinter. <laughs> so yeah. for you to, to to make that jump right from playing high school football, not playing college football, to then you know you go and draft today and you get signed by the Seahawks early in twenty seventeen. You know that's that's a story in its own because it goes to show. You know, again, me and are coach high school kids and we're always telling yeah. them, you never know who's watching know when they're watching you and and you're a great example of that right where you know a a school you know Pete Carroll over at Seattle took a shot because like hey this guy's really really fast I think we can use him and he knows a little bit of football and you know you you got signed on there and now you made your way onto the Buccaneers and I I know we play fast it's a fast type of team we try to get vertical it's a vertical type of a passing game that the one question I got for you here is what's it like playing with Tom Brady
2: um (laughs) It's amazing um, just being around somebody that's um, done so many great things in his career. I mean, it's crazy um, in itself that he's still playing. And then it's even crazier to think that before I even played maybe my first game of football in Pee Wee, he was already winning Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. um, wow. (laughs) So so that's, that's what makes it even crazier. Um, and just being around him, seeing how hard he works, his dedication, it's inspiring to see it in person, um, rather than watching it on TV or hearing about it. Um, you know I'm I'm not afraid to say, uh, like I was I'm not gonna say I didn't like him because I always admired his greatness, but growing up kind of Saints fan and we weren't too good. Um, and they were doing all the great things. I kind of envied him in a way, because he was so good. And I, you know, my cousins and stuff liked him. And I never really understood people who grew up in a certain place and hated the team that was from their hometown. But that's another story. Right, that's a whole
0: whole other podcast episode.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, but they they loved him and they always, you know, talk about him. And all my friends always been Tom Brady fans. So it's kind of a dream come true for them that I'm um, on the team with them. Um, They get the root for me and their favorite player. So um, it's amazing, though, um, just seeing how he works, how he sees different things. And I just kind of think about it, like, how many defenses have he seen? You know, he knows everything that's going to happen. It's not a defense – that you can put in front of him that he hasn't seen you know he kind of knows exactly where to go if this happens but it's also interesting to see like him learning the new offense and how he's approaching that as well I mean he's been in the same offense for 20 years and 19 years however long and now he's learning the new book for the first time so you also see how dedicated he is in trying to learn and him taking the coaching as well so it's definitely cool
0: <laughs> Man And again I, I, To hear you say I was playing peewee football When he's there Yeah that's like a true You know what I mean That's like a really true statement Like man He's, he's seen a million defenses I wonder what he's what, I wonder what, he, what he's afraid of too Like what do you What defense are you afraid of You know what I mean
2: but, right, um, right, right.
0: What I wanted to ask you, I want to switch gears here from football. I'm going to switch gears to something else, man. So I saw that you like to cook. Is this true? Is that, am I reaching when I say that? Because I saw you in a full-fledged, like almost a chef outfit.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> cooking food, and I was like, oh, man, my guy's a chef. What is he doing right now? Yeah.
2: Is that something that you like to yeah, do
0: on on your off time?
2: Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a call it an aspiring chef. That's, <laughs> I guess that's the right word for it. Oh, but it's something – that I've always done growing up. I've always kind of been good at cooking and stuff like that. And, you know, pandemic and social distancing and having to stay at home brought out like a lot of new things for people. And so I usually always cook, not really thinking about the recipe, just kind of grabbing things and putting it together and all of that. And then this off season when we were off and I had so much downtime, you know, I I had a personal chef that would cook for me. And, you know, I kind of started thinking like, man, like, maybe I could do this. And then so I built a relationship with her, Chef Obama in Houston. And we just um, started kind of thinking about different things and maybe starting a food truck and all of these things. And I just started cooking and then started recording and posting a lot of um, pictures, and I got a lot of good feedback. I actually had a um, gig to um, go and cook for someone's party, and I've been getting a lot of inquiries and stuff like that, but um, they kind of, if I do, you know, getting the inquiries is going to cost a lot of money for me to go cuz 'cause kind of going to get a two in one package you know it's kind of like a celebrity show <laughs> <you know what? laughs> that's true no you are right man yeah yeah but oh uh, yeah it's definitely one of my hobbies something that i can do to get my mind off of things and now that we don't really get dinner anymore at the facility because of Camp is over. I think that's what I'm gonna start doing with my time after I get off. At least two or three days out of the week, I'm gonna try to um, chef it up and see if I could get some good things going.
0: That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, me personally, uh, the reason why I bring it up is because George doesn't believe this. I've told him a thousand. times. I'm a <laughs> I'm a barbecue grilling master. I don't know if that's an actual term. I don't know if that's an actual <laughs> degree. But like I told him, say, man, you don't you don't want to come over and mess with the barbecue skill cuz that's my skill set. Like I can make that's pasta. Your thing. Yeah, that's my that's my niche. Like I can make pasta, right. and I can do all that stuff and I can bring in the basil and the freaking oregano and I can put all this stuff together. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cuz I'm Cuban, Italian and Argentine. So I I got a good mixture uh-huh. and idea of what we Yeah, gotta you
2: got a you got a good you got a good mix.
0: Right. So I can I can I can switch it up, you know what I mean? But right. that's what my my thing is barbecue. What's if you had to go to your go-to meal, all right Because and you mentioned earlier your girlfriend. If she was like, "Look, you got to cook. This is it." Which ones did you do? You just knock out the park. Like, you know what? This is the Grayson special. I'm going to go ahead and make this. You don't know <laughs> nothing about this. is A family recipe or whatever. What's your go-to meal that you're going to make? Oh,
2: let's see. Let's see. Let's see. My go-to. My go-to meal. Um, I really like to make brunch food um i wow. can do some really good lamb chops um right. i can do good steaks too i kind of do a reverse sear um i like mac and cheese i can make good mac and cheese um just all brunch food i like breakfast so much i also have a lot of different french toast recipes that i like to dive into oh man let's see See, I messed um, up. I, I messed up. Guys, I opened up Pandora's guys got box it all. Here. Did guys you see that at all? I opened
0: up Pandora's box. Yeah. He's like, I got several French. I thought there was only one way to make yeah. French toast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. I have like some stuffed French toast. I have um, like topped French toast. All types of stuff. Oh, um, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Man, I just love to cook so much. But I do. I would. I would say I like to try like new things. I like to try. I'm not like. Uh, let's cook the same thing over and over. Yeah. I want to try new recipes from different cultures and try try my hand or at least somewhat like that and maybe do it with a little twist. Okay. Yeah.
0: There's nothing wrong with that because, and again, I'm, you know, i I don't know if I want to sit there and say this out loud, but I think I'm going to have to challenge you, bro. Oh, boy. Like, You're
2: going to have to challenge me? Like, clearly, clearly it's oh not going to be breakfast. <laughs> 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 hey, because
0: when you said lamb chops, and, and the, it's actually rewards, because if I lose, I still get to taste a good meal. You, you still get I mean? a good meal. Yeah, yeah still I, I still get a good meal. taste, of Yeah,
2: too. that's true, That's <laughs> true. So it's not a bad
1: thing. But that's awesome, man. That, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to ask you, you know, switching back gears one more time here t- to basketball, you got, a couple of teams that are in the bubble here, trying to get their ways to, to the finals. Who are your two favorites to make it to the NBA finals?
2: Um, should I pick a team or should I be honest? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's I'm up honest. to
0: you, man. We're, just so you know, we're two guys yeah. that drink Corona beer and eat Hot Pockets. So we're not, that's we're not, I, I, <laughs> you be honest. Right. That, yeah. That's pretty the, much what, the that's the, the, the pinnacle tr- right now.
2: Yeah. The truth is, I mean, I really, I could care less. Um, wins and stuff like that i mean i guess i want to see ad and lebron win um just because ad was in new orleans um but i I don't i haven't really been paying too much attention to it i I always actually start watching basketball around the um around the playoffs a little bit here and there but i don't basketball plays so many games that i can't really keep up with it (laughs) so um, I, game, I can't so. even really say that I'm, I'm just like a fan of a certain team and that I want to, I try to support the teams where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I I can care less who wins. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> you hey, know, man, that's, a, that's that's okay. Because me and George, like we, we, we cover sports, you know what I mean? But at the end of yeah. the day, if I miss a Lakers game or a Clippers game, I'm going to be, okay. f- I'm, yeah, I'm not going to. The end of the world's not going to happen. You know what I mean? I'll be okay. All right, all right,
2: right. <laughs> That's good. Exactly. Now,
1: the one thing I, I do want to ask you here is, is, you know, you get ready for our home opener here, you know, coming up this this Sunday. You got Carolina coming into town. You know, I know we're looking at it as a as a bounce-back type of game after playing New Orleans. What are your thoughts kind of going into into this Sunday? I know this Sunday, you know, for the first two games, we're not having any fans in the stands okay. for the first two games. so But again, it's a home opener. It's still going to feel different waking up and just having to drive down to the stadium versus get on a plane the day before and having to get there for you. Talk about you know your preparation this week and, and what you guys are looking forward to against Carolina.
2: Yeah, I, I, we, we, haven't, we haven't moved on to Carolina as a team yet, but I just think that we kind of have to have like a, um, you know, this is the only game that matters. Um, we can't go back. It's a divisional game. It's real important. Just know the importance of it. And with that being said, just kind of attacking each day. Whenever we go over each, um, like first down, third down, red zone, um, and then learning the other team. Just being locked in, dialed in every day because every day builds up to Sunday. And then um, we've been in Raymond James two times for practice um, this this out. Oh, well, this camp. So. It'll be a familiar feeling just being home, even though they won't be fans. And it's just a, a feeling seeing something that you're used to, something that you see all the time. And I guess maybe that'll be at that, an advantage, but who cares? You know, we're going out there to play football and we're going to play hard. And I think that's that's kind of the focus, just kind of try to be one and know at the end of the week.
0: Well, yeah, was it weird not having a crowd? Is, is, is it weird? Because, I mean, we're at home and we're, yeah. you know, I guess they put the sound bites on because I thought it was pretty funny when they when they put booing crowd sounds. I'm like, well, nobody's in the stands. Yeah. So is, is it weird for you when you're down there, or, is, or do you even hear it at all? Yeah,
2: you can hear the noise, but it's, it's really weird. It 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 has a, it has a practice or um, like a joint practice type of feel. It's it's different. You have to, yeah. but at the same time, you can feel authentically the the swings. Um, and momentum it's not like okay the crowd's being loud, so you could um that's the momentum shifters it's more so um the people that's actually out there feeling the changes and going with those things so yeah. it is weird though with no fans no why yeah,
0: you're in been.
2: the big old you're in a big old stadium, and nobody's up there. You know,
0: that's true. That's true. And so uh, real quick, real, uh, Georgia mentioned earlier about Justin Allen. I love the all in Allen sports performance. Uh, and he was he, he gave such a great Tom Brady story when he was on the podcast. He caught on here and he was very emotional about <laughs> about a comeback that Tom <laughs> Brady had, man. He's a great guy. What are some things that he's been doing with you uh, training wise that you're like, oh, wow, this is this is this is nice. You know what I mean? Like, is it something different or has it just been? wow he's he's really getting the full body type uh of workout that you need you know what
2: I mean yeah um me and justin met maybe last off season the middle of, well last year during the season actually I was off when I got released by the saints um I was off and me and justin met at a um through one of my friends, and since that day me and him just clicked um you know we besides being just trainer trainer um trainee we've been um friends you know he called me for important stuff that's going on in his life I do the same thing you know we we keep in contact all the time but as far as like the training that's gone it's just specific to everything that we're doing um in the game it's working on balance it's working on the things that I want to work on specifically strength um and what I like about him most is that we kind of focus everything around the game So if we're going to do however many reps, we're going to kind of practice it in a way like that's going to imitate a game. So if we're doing just, say, legs, we're going to do, and there's 80 snaps in the game, for instance, we're going to try to do 80 reps or whatever. And however we get there, it's not like necessarily like 80 in a row, but (laughs) we're going to try to um, replicate um, what we're going to put in the body through through the game. So um, it's good being with him and just the friendship that we made. And i just watching him grow as well as a trainer and all the success that he's had in this past year, Um, how he's grabbed it and adjusted to it and just taking everything on with a full head of steam.
0: That's what's up, man. And when you mentioned you, you said you guys call each other for advice, I saw, uh, and it's years ago, but uh, an interview that you had that you were – I uh, was an interview Or maybe like It was an Instagram post It's something that You were you were trying to figure out <laughs> To how The name of your child You know what I mean You were struggling with Maybe Did Justin help you out there? did you finally Come up with something Or
2: Was that for For my son's name Yeah oh, Justin didn't help me With oh, my <laughs> son now, I don't even remember What you're talking about Right now honestly, but, There was oh. like a
0: There was like a video That you were talking about You were trying to name your son And then you were like Man I'm struggling With naming my son It was like a short 30 second thing I was like Wow, that's I didn't think about that because I got four kids and I I went the wrong way. I went ahead and just named them all J names. I just gave them the first <laughs> J names. I was so lazy. I was like, "Yo, name him Jordan, Jaden, Jada, Jalen." I think we're all yeah. good here. Everybody happy? Good. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't
2: sad. remember, but but naming a kid is was really hard. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a name for my son. He he was born, and we didn't name him probably until the next day. Like, <laughs> he he went 24 hours without a name for sure. <laughs> what did what, you
0: settle on? What you guys decide to do?
2: Oh, uh, His name is Kyrie. Kyrie Amari. Um, but it's spelled kind of just like my name, right. except with an E at the end. So, like, spelled like Kyrie Irving, yeah. but with a C. Um, That's dope. That's yeah, dope. So,
0: That's good, yeah, man. Yeah,
2: so. I didn't know if I wanted to name him a junior. And then I'm like, man, like, how could I, if I name one of my sons after me, eventually, like, how can I not name my first one the third, (laughs) you know? So um, now I'm like, see how difficult this is? Now I'm like, okay, now if I have another son and I end up naming him Cyril, how is my oldest son going to feel that he didn't get? His dad's yeah, name. It's, you know? <laughs> it's bad. You're absolutely
0: right because, like, and I don't know about other households. In my family, the tradition has usually been every firstborn male, in, and this is crazy. Every firstborn male is named Raul, R A U L. The name Raul, every firstborn. The secondborn gets Raul in the middle name. And I thought, you know, yeah. I, when you're a kid, you're like, I gave you my name and it's so proud. And you're like, yeah. And then when I get older, I'm like, I don't think he was thinking about social security and credit checks. <laughs> And I don't think they were looking into that because apparently I have a house on my credit from 1972 and I know I wasn't born then in Miami Lake somewhere. So I didn't want to do that to my kids. I was like, look, I'm just going to give them all J names. It's completely opposite what I'm doing, but staying with the tradition of just J's, I was like, yo, I'm going to give them all J names. And she was like, yeah, I'm all for it. Which one are we going with? All right, let's open up this book. Jalen seems good for the first <laughs> week. We'll just work our way down, all the way down, man. So it is difficult. I agree with you, man. Uh, on this part of the show, man, we have a, – a, these are going to be random questions we're going to ask you. You're going to be uh, – <laughs> I think you're going to be a little bit taken back, like these two guys have too much time in their hands. Um, but this is a little game we like to play called Would You Rather – all right, so would you okay. rather just a whole bunch of questions. It's like four questions, really, but you, it's going to
1: make you think. So if you're ready, George's got your first question for you. All right, All let's right. go. All right, so the first one, I'm going to keep it football-related here for you. Would you rather be a average tight end or a Hall of Fame kicker?
2: A uh, average. Uh, a Hall of
0: Fame kicker. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he, went, he went quickly the other way. What, what was the decision making? Because you get the yellow jacket, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, it, I mean, we, the kickers, you know, kickers be hard to come by sometimes. You end up with a guy who might miss four in the game. No stage.
0: That's true. That's true. I got one for you here, man. Here's one, and it's it's, it's kind of related to, to football and finances. But here we go. Would you rather stay the age you are physically forever or stay the way you are now financially forever?
2: I would stay physically how I am.
0: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I am because I can still make the money. You know what I mean?
2: Like that's, that's not, Yeah. I, <laughs> I read the question. I was like, yeah. yeah,
0: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with physicality.
2: <laughs> and I want and I want some more money, so I don't wanna limit myself either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too.
0: You know, I didn't think about it that way. That's true too, man. All right, so
2: this yeah. one
1: here, I'm actually gonna go off of something you said earlier today during the show. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be a Pro Bowl wide receiver? Or be named among the greats in the sh- in the chef industry as one of the top cooks in the country.
2: Oh, I'm to be a pro Bowl I'm gonna be a pro bowl wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm going with that
0: too, man. I can, I can reach oh, yeah. the other goal. I can do that's like that's like he basically asked you, would you like to join Dancing with the Stars? That's what that was. Like nobody, nobody, nobody wants to. Do it. I can do that after I become you know great. That's that's what I would do. All right man, here's yeah. here's one for mine. This is my last one. Uh um, and George probably has one more for you, but would you rather listen to your least favorite song on a loop for a year or never listen to any music at all for a year?
2: So one more
0: time with that first part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't think it was going to be that tough of a Monday, uh, that type of a Monday, but here we go. Would you rather listen to your your least favorite song, your least favorite song on a loop for a year? or never listen to any music at all for a year?
2: Uh, man. Let's, let's do no music at all for a year. Right.
0: What is your least favorite song? <laughs> do you have like a song that you can't stand when it comes on the radio?
2: Nah, but I, I do know like a lot of songs that, or a genre of music that would probably, just probably <laughs> annoying probably. So like if I have to listen to anything electronic for the rest of the year on repeat, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that.
0: You, you're gonna laugh at this, man, real quick. I, I love, I love hip hop. I love freaking R and B. But I, the song that I least like right now, and it, it's because I have a daughter. I don't like that Cardi B and that Meg the Stallion song at all.
2: Oh man oh That's my a gosh. vulgar song um,
0: And you know what's funny I grew up <laughs> in the fathers, days
1: All fathers hate yeah, that song Yeah I grew up daughters. in the
0: days Of Trina and Foxy Brown And Little Kim and, and I'm like Oh wow This yeah. is until I had her, I'm like, this is vulgar. That is somebody's daughter, buddy. <laughs> I can't do it. No, boy. I don't want to hear this. I don't wanna, as soon as I hear from the top. No, we're not. No, we're not. Change it. No, that. we're not. No, Change this. No, no. Turn it off. Yeah, don't you dare. Turn it off. <laughs>
2: right.
0: Come here. Listen to this Christian music. We're going to listen to the gospel. Come here, honey.
1: Let me teach you about the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> right, there we so go. The, this, la- this last one here, and then we'll, we'll get you out here and get you going. And this is going to be a tough one for you. Would you rather right. go into your past and meet your ancestors, or go into the future and meet your great great grandkids?
0: <laughs> yeah, these are tough, buddy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna
2: go into the future and meet my great great grandkids.
0: Yeah, we got what's up. I told you the same. I gotta see what. Well, I gotta see what kind of legacy I left here. where well, I to Yeah, I
2: gotta. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> that one wasn't that hard. All right, <laughs> Well, I, I can, I can. The way I'm gonna go into the past, I'm just gonna keep asking. I'm gonna ask my grandmother, so who is my What, what was your dad like? Right. And what was his dad like? That's yeah, gonna be yeah, good enough question. for me. Yeah,
0: that's right.
2: That's that's right. You're and and for me, I don't want to go back and see some slaves. It's probably gonna make me mad. That,
0: well, then so, yeah, then there's yeah that I'm gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, then there's that part
2: that I don't want to think about. So. I'm going to avoid that and see if we made any progress in the future.
0: (laughs) There you go. That makes sense, man. Yep. Hey, uh, so I don't want to hold you up any longer, man. Uh, Thank you for participating with Would You Rather, that game. Listen, man, I'm excited to see everything you can do. I've been watching the highlights. I've been watching the the workouts, and I'm I'm a fan of yours, man. And that's why I told George I really, really would love to have him come on the show. So thank you for taking the time. I know, especially on your off day, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, definitely appreciate it. No problem. Thank you you guys for having
2: me. Yes, for
0: sure. All right, man, you be safe. Heal up. Enjoy the family. And and, uh, I look forward to seeing you on Sundays, bro. Yes, sir. Hey, On The Clock fans, man, that's all the time we really have for you guys today, man. I really, really want to uh, say thank you to our special guest, Surreal Grayson, for coming on the show. What a great insight on on being a a football player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What an exciting time to be playing for the Tampa Bay Bucs. So I really appreciate you coming out. I really appreciate you uh, uh, talking to us. And I really hope you take me up on this challenge to go ahead and and barbecue or have a cook-off because I definitely want to see what you and the other Bucs can do in the kitchen, man, but had a great time. Really loved it, man.
1: Yeah, man. Good luck on Sunday. Let's beat Carolina. Let's get to one and one on the season. Pretty pumped to see him play this Sunday as well. If you enjoyed today's podcast, go ahead and hit follow. That way you get notified of our show when we got new episodes coming out. Follow us on social media by simply searching on the clock radio. Visit our website at otcsportstalk.com Find us on Facebook. Join the debate at OTC Sports Talk on Facebook. Until next time, you're on the clock.